Hello, hello. Welcome to Foreign Takes. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. KG and Mr. Big Lev. Boys, what are we talking about today? We are talking about all things soccer. More more about Premier League, of course. Uh, reviewing the games, seeing what else is out there in the world of soccer, in Serie A, in Bundesliga. Um, is it frozen where you are? That's my real question for you guys. Is, is it fucking cold where you are? It's cold. Yes. It's frozen. Okay, it's not cold. Okay. Uh, but it's Florida cold, okay? <laughs> like, it's 50s and 60s is not what I sold people on. <laughs> I had my family visit and they were all brought, like, you know, the summer dresses and swimsuits and they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the beach. It was like under 60 or under 50 yesterday. So that kind of sucked. Man, but let, next, Mr. Next KG, do you hear this? Next week it's 70, 80, so it's going to be good. I, I have a lake outside my window that begs to differ because it's frozen. <laughs> so do I, my friend. It literally feels like half the like northern hemisphere has just completely frozen solid. Like there's just uh, ice. There's yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Ice is number two. You know Where who's frozen squirrel? solid? The entirety of Russia. Yeah. And their water supply. Remember how they were laughing at Europeans that they're going to freeze without the gas? And now <laughs> they're actually freezing? <laughs> oh my god. It's unbelievable, honestly. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's jump into it. There was only three Premier League... Or, sorry, four Premier League games because we're still on this fake... Uh, I don't know, winter break. Fake break. break. Premier League. Fake break. Fake break. Let's call yeah. it. So, I think first game worth discussing was um, Arsenal 5, Palace 0. I don't know. This... KG, we were ta- texting about it in the group chat. Did you think this was a good win or did you think off uh, Palace was just terrible? Or a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both. I think Arsenal was okay-ish. Be it as an opponent who's a little bit more serious, it could have been a 1-0 or 2-0 win. Arsenal would still win probably if it was a great above of Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace has just been bad these past months. And it's just, again, I'm saying, like, I've been saying it before, like, Roy Horson, man, like, the man needs to retire. Let him old man go. It's, he's he's 70. <laughs> This feels, this feels like the end of his first, when he first left right before VR, yeah. right? Like, there was that specific couple of weeks where it just feels stale. Like, the whole club just feels not on the same page. Yeah. Because the, the last two goals that Arsenal scored, they're identical. The Martinelli goals, they're identical. Like, how can you make two similar mistakes within a span of three minutes and the 90th minute? Like, it's just bad. Like, people are giving up and then... I think Eze gave away the ball. Like, that was yes. just like... Because he was trying, trying to, to do s- that trick. Yeah, like, you're losing 4-0. <laughs> it's no time for tricks. Just play it back. Like, it's 3-0. Keep the ball. Live with some dignity. But yeah, good job for Arsenal. It's a, uh, Hopefully, they can build on it and compete. But Crystal Palace was just abysmal. I mean, okay. Crystal Palace has stagnated over the last few years. Where every year, we're like, oh, are they getting relegated or no? Like, they're solidly in, like, the 14-15 spot. But that's how good Premier League, like decent Premier League teams get relegated where they just don't progress. <laughs> and like nothing has been excited about Crystal Palace as of like the last couple of years. No, no, I'm not talking about individual players, but overall the club hasn't really progressed. So I think it's time for them to shake it up a little bit. So I have a question for you guys. Do you, do you keep Hodgson? Like we, we know they're probably going to be safe, especially with Averich Eze, Olise. Like they have enough firepower to stay up. We just need, they just need Jordan Ayu to come back. Like would you guys get rid of um, Roy Hodgson now? Or do you just wait and first week let him retire successfully at the end of the season and then do a, pr- a proper like transition? 
it seemed like it was a stopgap signing. It's just it was a stupid stopgap signing in terms of a manager because they fired Vieira at the end of the season, and he had the coach Hodgson had the summer to come back and didn't do much in terms of buying or selling players. Obviously, let the man retire and find some proper solution. Like I think they didn't give Vieira enough time. I don't know why they like. I don't think Vieira would have been much different this season. I also have a hot take. I think Crystal Palace is going to be dragged into the relegation battle with Nottingham Forest. And they're only Luton. five points away from Luton, so yeah, so they're going to they're be not I out think, of relegation battle. Yeah, they're not out of relegation, but they 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 can go on a run like people expect that. Usually, Crystal Palace goes on the run; they win three games and then they stick fourteenth or thirteenth, whatever they finish. But I think the season is going to be a bit different. I think they're yeah. going to be dragged into fully on like till the last three four days of the championship they're going to be fighting for that confirmation of security along with nottingham forest and luton and burnley and whatever interesting whatever they okay yeah. um, i would still like not fire hodgson now because yeah. like you don't know how it's gonna affect the team and then you'd be you could have an opposite effect where they just fall off the cliff because yeah, you had unexpected change of management yeah yeah, it's just one of those things that I can't tell week over week. It's like one week they look okay, one week they look like they've given up. Anyway, um, what about think, what about your take on Arsenal? How do you think they fared? Honestly, it was exactly what I think. That is the expectation. It was like cool. We are finally ruthless with our finishing. Martinelli bags two goals, good finishes. I think it was like overall solid game. Um, exactly what we wanted. We got all the players. We rotated a couple. We got a bunch of sub players to come in. We got to see Smith throw. So I think all overall, it was just like, it's exactly what I would have liked. It's a little flattering. I think the score, to be honest, mm-hmm. was definitely flattering. Like, it, it should not have been a 5-0, probably. But when Crystal Palace moves, brings on a right back, who's actually a center back, and then pushes him up front, like, why would you do that against Martinelli? You you called it in the beginning. It's like, they did the yeah. same mistake twice. Like, of course, I'll take the two extra goals. But yeah, as far as Arsenal's concerned, I was like, cool, another one in the bag forgettable game for us helps the goal difference let's move on it's like really that, it's just like does that give you confidence going into a liverpool game that's going to be in the next two weeks three weeks yes, yes. this is think... exactly the kind of game we needed just to get mm-hmm. a couple of our players back on their feet just to build the confidence a little more yeah the biggest thing is we did not need another loss we had to stem the the, the losses and the draws and this is exactly yeah. what we needed the next game just to quickly touch on was another five goal game except this one was brentford three Nottingham Forest 2. Honestly, it was a fantastic game. Um, I don't want to touch too much on. I think the real part we want to talk about was Tony's free kick. So for anyone who didn't watch it, they get a free kick. Uh, Tony does what every player does when they're about to take a free kick. He moves the ball a little bit. I think the thing that was more controversial this time was he he didn't do it once. He did it twice. When the ref turned around, he moved it with the foam and then scores a goal. So I guess for you, my question to you guys is, should VAR have ruled it out? Yes or no? Yes. Because yes. when you move the ball, and if the ref is watching you, they lose their shit. Like, they redo the foam, they give you a talking to. Just because this ref was just looking away, that's why we have VAR, okay? Uh, why didn't, like, I don't know, there should have been more complaints from the opposition too. <laughs> so that's my question. Is the, it's, it's the forest yeah. players should have been complaining, right? It's like the forest players yeah. saw it, didn't say a single thing. The Adam Yates, the defender for, for the midfielder for yeah, tells the goalie there, the goalie's like, don't worry about it. And then he scores exactly what <laughs> because, he wanted. It's Matt Turner, the thing, bro. The thing with the thing is, if you're in the, um, so you need like a good leader on the field then. If you're in the uh, wall, 
when he's doing that, you can't go and complain because if he scores and you're out there complaining, everyone's going to shit on you because saying, oh, he wasn't doing his job, he was complaining, he should have been in the wall, done a better job. But uh, that's why you need someone there, like a captain who's gonna, who's not in a wall, who's going to raise hell and not let him take the free kick. Interesting. Uh, that's, that's, that's like hard, small, intangible things that good leaders on the field would do. Interesting. Yeah. KG, uh, would you have ruled it out? I would have ruled it out, but I, what's immense to me in terms of the Nottingham Forest perspective is that Matt Turner, like he moved the ball to the right of the wall, and then he ended up uh, curving around the wall from that angle. And Matt Turner didn't move the wall, <laughs> knowing and seeing yeah, it. He didn't even <laughs> he didn't even do the goalkeeper thing of being like, okay, move to the left. Like he didn't do nothing. And then uh, obviously I would have ruled it out because he moved it twice and he moved the foam because he like by moving the foam he confirmed that he was gaining an advantage. Second of all, he then celebrated with like. This is for you, Uncle Ben. Your bet, your bet came in. You believed in me. Thank you for betting on my behalf, Uncle Ben. It's not me now. <laughs> it was so uh, ridiculous. Yeah, but it's so. one of those things that was like written in the stars, right? Of course, Tony comes back. All this fuss. I don't know if you guys saw the intro that they did for him, the Brentford team. Yeah, they yeah, like made it, it dark. Cringe. The whole thing was ridiculous, honestly speaking. Uh, he was. Just, he is a good player. He added to Brentford. Haven't been winning for a while. He added a lot to the game. He was. Playing well in terms of playing as, as like what they, is exactly what they were been missing going forward. He dropped down deep. He gave the pass. Neil Mopay's goal, by the way, the third goal has been amazing. Also amazing. I can't uh, believe he's and, able to do that. Honestly. Yeah, and, and, and Tony started that attack, so he was he was quite well. It's just you know when a striker comes back and he hasn't played for a while and he needs that thirty minutes. Not nobody's De Bruyne level. You know, like to come back and drop, drop a decent performance. But like he wanted that goal, and he did everything to get that goal, and that should have been rolled away. Yeah, That's honestly, um, yeah. I think another interesting game just quickly was West Ham. Sorry, Sheffield United two, West Ham two. Also had two red cards. Ridiculous game, honestly. Super entertaining game for anyone who hasn't watched it. At least watch the highlights. Um, I think the big thing is what the hell is wrong with West Ham? Another ninety something minutes equalizer, essentially. They had the lead. They couldn't keep the lead. They had cheated their way into it. It's like, is David Moyes... This, these are the games he should have been converting into three points, not losing two points, right? Too many yep. injuries. Too many injuries. He had Kudus away. A lot is injured. Uh, he didn't have uh, his Antonio, the striker. So he had like a very depleted squad-ish. But then they won to one and he should have kept it. But he did a stupid mistake before the 2-1. Before they even scored the second goal and they got the penalty, um, he substituted Cornet, who's a striker, and he put on a right back to play in the midfield. <laughs> like, yeah, some, I think some... basically, to, I think Cornet couldn't finish the full ninety minutes because he yeah. hasn't played in so long, and he he didn't, he didn't have anyone, but he put on a defender, not a midfielder, you know, like a defender to play in as a natural position. So, not too surprised of anyone they conceded from Sheffield United. Sheffield United. They're not a great West Ham should have finished them off, but you know that's what happens. And I think the highlight of West Ham is 
Ward Prowse. I think Ward Prowse is an amazing midfielder. He shows some insane stats, and it's a criminal offense that Gareth Southgate is not calling him up as calling up Jordan Henderson, who just betrayed Saudi Arabia <laughs> on top of other communities to go to Ajax. <laughs> but then, like, he calls him up and doesn't call up Ward Prowse. That's a criminal offense. Southgate should be in KFC jail or whatever. Pizza <laughs> KFC jail. jail. Whatever. whatever. Whatever he did, the commercial like did a commercial for. It. But yeah, that's my take. Man, is a clown, man. He just yeah. got lucky with some favorable draws, and yeah, don't let me. It, yeah, he's gonna have Harry Kane taking corners again. Like, uh, they're gonna be started. <laughs> the last Premier League game worth talking about uh, of the weekend was uh, Bournemouth zero, Liverpool four. We were chatting about it in the group chat, but this is just. Liverpool, just the machine keeps going. Like, yeah. Big Lev, how did you think about this game overall? Good. Scoreline pl- uh, flattened us a little bit. Flattered us a little bit, not flattened. But uh, see, here's the thing. Darwin Nunes would have two goals probably every game if he could just hit the target on normal shots like he did today. Because this was too just straightforward. He just The second goal was still weird how he scored it. But okay, whatever. But that was like good finisher finishing. <laughs> it's just insane that he has only seven Premier League goals when he shared twenty. But I'm gonna tell you one of the most underrated Premier League players over the last few years has been Diogo Jota. Because I think for Liverpool he's probably like the third most important player. Look at him since he came back. Every game he played, almost every game, he had a goal contribution or a goal. And I think the reason he's so underrated. It's because he rarely scores, scores like impressive goals. It's almost always like Inzaghi-esque, like he's just there to tap in or he's just there to like shoot from like a good angle for him. And people are like, yeah, whatever, like no big deal. But he has a skill to be in those areas and he has a skill of just like finishing with a plumb whenever it's needed. So uh, Can I, can I pose you a different way? Because I was thinking about it. He almost feels like an agent of chaos except he's the controlled agent of chaos and Nunes is just the uncontrolled agent of chaos like they're still involved entirely they change the games but Jota is just there causing chaos except it's always the perfect pass the perfect finish the underrated touch always it's quite annoying I have to say and his ability to jump is unlike he reminds me of Tim Cahill like that Mm -hmm. small guy should not be winning the number of headers he he does like it's just unbelievable it's it's uh, crazy because he's not fast, he's not strong, he's doesn't like he's not super technical, but then he's just super productive. He's an but amazing it, player. For Bournemouth, they it feels a little hard done by, right? Especially after the first half, where it really felt like yeah. it was an even half, like Bournemouth were going pound for pound. It's just like Liverpool. We've said it before. They always their finishing gets them out of these issues. Like they yep. they finish when they're supposed to. Boom, yeah. they win games. It's just one of those very frustrating things as an Arsenal fan, just to see mm-hmm. Liverpool's consistent finishing from all I think what, what we're seeing here is the strength of squad in attack, especially coming to play now, because I think the last several games, or even just like the last several months, Liverpool would be like, eh, and starting from 60th minute, like Jurgen Klopp would have a substitution, and then Liverpool has the most goals after the 80th. Like yeah. it always comes, like people, it it shows up that there's goals are distributed and there's always someone coming in and playing a lot better. And actually, I think I, um, there's uh, Robertson is coming back. Uh, Alexander Arnold is coming back. 
uh, and possibly Tiago is coming back I, if he's alive and I don't know <laughs> <laughs> he's a cyborg the cyborg yeah. <laughs> his body's coming back but it's not really him uh, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous it's like impressive to watch honestly any any team that can put pressure on City I, I'm all for it honestly yeah uh, I saw this trash take from the podcast of Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher they have this the, the overlap podcast that they do with Ian Wright and Roy Keane they're discussing player of the year nominations and all of them agreed, but all of them are British, so it makes sense. Except for Roy Keane, obviously. They were like, the player of the year is going to be Trent Alexander-Arnold. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, what? Terrible take. <laughs> player of the year so team. far. That's such a terrible take. Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah. is not even the best right back of the year, okay? I'm sorry. But that's like, such a bad player, take. But yeah, they, they, they maybe, called him. Maybe, maybe a comeback player of the year, because he was yeah. kind of, at some point yeah. last season, he was almost written off. Yeah. And then yeah, compared to play. that, he's doing better, but like, no, bro, come on. Uh, everyone forgot about Salah immediately, just because like the Bruno, you can't call De Bruyne and Holland. They for some reason forgot Salah and they uh, went with terrible. It's terrible. Such a terrible. Let's, thing. let's get off them. Um, let's yeah. let's switch gears quickly to the Bundesliga, a very interesting race. Um, so Leverkusen uh, came from behind to beat Leipzig, uh, three two. It was a very even first half. And one of the best second halves of football I will ever see. If you're ever interested in like tactical tweaks and just attacking football, do do we think they're gonna do it, boys? Like genuinely, because this game felt like something different. Like they're the bulletproof armor. Rest in peace, Harry Kane's title hopes, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like to it be honest, be hilarious, though, man. to be honest, can... yeah, yeah, it will be hilarious. I mean, it's just hilarious. They're you can so take good. A player right? out of sports, but you can't take Spurs out of a player. He scores. They even Eric Dyer to help him out. He's like, hey, you, you want to be more Spursy? How about Eric Dyer joins us on a call? Uh, yeah. But it was a tactical masterclass, right, KG? You know, yeah, we were chatting about it. It was just the second half. They completely, like, there was complete calmness, even when they got pegged back again by the Leipzig goal. It was just, like, tactically aware. They're missing a bunch of players as well, especially Jeremy Frimpong is missing. Like, it was just solid game. Oh, it's just a, such a good game. It was, like, first of all, they haven't lost a single game in the league. So it was just showcases what Bayern are up against with Tuchel being Tuchel. Uh, and then in terms of, we, we discussed as the tactical change that they did. The first half, I think it finished in a draw, but uh, both teams were sitting quite deep and they were very compact. And the way you could outplay it and outsmart it is to play in the wings and play wider. That's exactly what Javi Alonso did because as soon as they came out, they scored five minutes after the start of the second half from, uh, from playing out wide and making the fullbacks go wider. And by the way, their fullbacks that they have, Grimaldo got them him on a free. On a free, by the way. Frimpong is also amazing, and his substitute is not even worse. And on top of everything, their uh, free kicks and corner kicks down to perfection. Like the goals that they scored, defenders are in no man's land. The goalkeepers in no man's land. Leipzig goals were also amazing. The counterattack, we told you. Starting. Discussed it. Three passes. Xavi Simmons is a, an amazing player. So... Overall, the game was great, but uh, Javi Alonso just outsmarted and outmastered uh, uh, Leipzig. Yeah, Javi Alonso, uh, slow down, man. I want him to be available when the club retires. <laughs> but at this point, I think next year, there's going to be some big clubs calling him. Because yeah. the, the things they outline, like corner tactics, those like that's how a good coach takes a smaller team to a championship. 
like things, small things you can influence, which seems small, but makes so much difference in the end. Uh, no. Man, like this is uh, probably the most exciting times uh, in Leverkusen since they invented heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's uh, true. Pharmaceuticals invented heroin, if you did. That's true. That, that is true. That is that's true. His, historical jabs here on Warren. <laughs> <laughs> we are a global <laughs> podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What about no. Bayern? Was quite, Bayern, of course, lost 1-0, I think, at home, actually, to Werder Bremen. They, look, it's just like the difference between Bayern and Leverkusen is Leverkusen is beating teams because they have the better team. Bayern is beating teams because they have better individuals. And it, this yes. was another case where when they don't show up, they lose to better, like to the teams that are playing as a unit. It, in overall, in Bundesliga, the, the level of teams is just there's like four good teams that can do something a bit, and then there's just a cliff, just like a fall off of teams who can't string a pass, can't run properly. They they leave too much space. It's a very open league. There's not much competition as in the Premier League I think overall the levels between the teams Werder was a solid team Van Bayer had to show up and they didn't Werder didn't do much they had a plan of sit back let them play with the ball and then we're going to run on a counter attack or run we're going to get our chance and they did they got their chance and sat back Harry Kane didn't show up this game good for Harry he probably was busy playing checkers with Eric Dyer before the game <laughs> uh but yeah, I don't think Tuchel is going to be at the end here. Like he had the, the audacity to a week ago give a uh, interview saying that I'm treating I was treated better in England than I am in Germany. Well, you're given everything with Bayern. Like literally going to Bayern is like you're going into the only cell phone shop in the city and you're fucking up sample sales to a fax machine store. Like <laughs> you can't you can't do that, okay? Like he's losing uh, the plot, honestly. He really is being yeah. I just quickly touching of course Dortmund won uh four away four to zero away at home to Cologne, I think. And yep. can we just talk about this pathetic Sancho dive penalty, whatever you want to call it? Can, can we all agree that was a fucking dive, right? That was an obvious dive. That was such a dive. It was like divers would be like, "You're too professional for our sport. Don't come in. Don't come." Now, what any the fuck is VAR doing? Like, why didn't they not overturn that? It was such an obvious dead because like he stopped him with his hand a bit and his legs went. I can't fathom how in football, like if you show two replays of that, that uh, Garnacha foul that you, they had against Tottenham and this, and Garnacha gets waved away like, oh, it was nothing because he clearly hold, held him back. And here, you just put a hand on your stomach and the guy's legs went as if a sniper shot him and he gets a, <laughs> a penalty. And then he has the audacity to go, like, first of all, bro, like you've, you haven't been to Dortmund for two years, okay? Half of the players that you you played with are no longer there okay half of the players are no longer there who you've been there for 10 days and you go to nick fulcrook who's a constant penalty take kicker and you go like bro give me the ball give me the ball bro and you can read his lips that he's annoyed and asking for the ball for the dive that he made and fulcrook is like no i'm not giving you the ball okay. well done fulcrook the audacity the audacity i hope he stays in dortmund i hope someone buys him and on top of everything, he played on the left side. We don't need another left winger. We have Garnacho. We don't need it's, you. Ball play on your right side. It's ridiculous, honestly. Um, yeah, let's just forget that. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, okay, this guy, keep, keep contributing, honestly. I, I, I want to never hear about you ever again. I hope you go to retirement league somewhere. But but in all honesty, like, his whole argument was that on the right, I'm not getting picked uh, in comparison to Anthony. And then he goes and plays on the left, where like on the left, you're going to be second choice now with Garnacho and United are going to be third maybe 
you have to prove yourself. There's even more competition there. Why were you crying about? What were you crying about? Like I just don't get the insight. Child, he's, he was a man. He's child. a prima donna. Prima yeah, donna. Truly. No, um, if, if you if you are a good manager, why do you like? Okay, Ten Hag maybe has his problems, but why would you want a player who is so immature that he won't simply say, "Hey, sorry, can I get back in?" It? Like he would literally throw a tantrum and move. Then say apology to his coach. Why would a, as a coach who you want to build, you know, your own team would want someone that disruptive in you? So I, I mean, if you're if you're time, if his you're time Dortmund, at United is done. Oh, it's done. Thank you. That's exactly what I was gonna yeah. say. Like, yeah. If you're Dortmund, I see why you did it. It's free. Like you. No, you pay for nothing. Dortmund, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But at United, yeah, like if I'm a new man, if they get rid of with Ten Hag, he has no way. In. Like that's for sure. But if you're a new manager, like why would you want this guy? Yeah. Didn't even no. Bring him in, so. yeah. No. No. Really nobody wants. Um, let, let's let's move on quickly. Um, uh, let's switch over to Italy for a second. So, um, for anyone who is not watching the Intercopa, that's annoyingly being played in Saudi, is amazing, amazing, amazing games. And I have to say, KG, I think you and I have been chatting. Watching Inter Milan is one of the most for any like football fans who like talking about tactics and stuff like that, or like watching. They are one of the if not the best, the most interesting team to watch, right? Just stunning. I think this the, this year, last year we were surprised. I mean, pleasantly surprised, and uh, I would say inspired by Napoli. But this year, I think those two teams, the two teams that I would give it to, is Bayern Leverkusen and Inter Milan. Both of them are tactically astute, uh, playing very well, running away in their leagues. Inter Milan is just something. And uh, on top, we well, you know we talked about this before, but having Turam as a sprinkle as of a free transfer is just perfecto. As for, they would like, say it in really, it's like <laughs> perfect. No, like, really, it's like Grimaldo for free, almost the player uh-huh. of the season for Leverkusen. He's stunned, and then Turam on at Inter. They both deserve it. It's like they're just running the clubs well. I know there's a financial stuff for Inter, but as far as like the tactics in the field, just incredible. Top three, top three free transfers of the summer: Grimaldo, Turam, and this is by no order, by the way. And Johnny Evans. Those are the three free transfers that are <laughs> hitting know, the spot in a very fucked up manner. I do agree with you because somehow Johnny Evans does deserve to be in that top three. Really, Johnny Evans has more love for football and more passion for football, and the cut from the cloth of amazing people and great styles. Johnny Evans is not getting praised enough, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> Oh my god! And just moving away. So of course, Inter is going to play the the final. I think they're playing it this weekend, actually. Um, or they might be playing. I I don't actually know when their next game is. When they're going to play the final, but I think they're playing it on Monday, which is weird. I think they're going to play it with Napoli. Fiorentina as well on Napoli. Okay. I think yeah, they're playing Napoli. Um, just quickly, let's touch on the Milan game, which was very interesting game. They won in the ninety, I think, first or second yeah. minute, uh, three two away to Udinese. Of course, as usual, there was some racial controversy where. Uh, Manian was getting absolutely abused by the, f- yep. the Udinese fans. He did the right thing. He like stopped the game. He was about to walk off. The refs did it. Like in terms of like the what they did, like the running the the situation, it was very well done by the refs by the team. It just fucked up the game, right? It really just ruined the game in many ways. What yeah. ended up being a very interesting game was just ruined by a more racial controversy. He should not have came back. Like, there's no place for this in sport. There's no place for it in football. Like, it's so daft to me that you would do it and then you have an attacker on your team who's also African. Like, it's so stupid to me. Why would you do it to an opposing team player? Uh, There's no place there in football. Yeah. 
he should have just walked off, asked for a sub from the from the coach, and be like, "Put on the second man and goal." I hope you lose. That, <laughs> you, here, you take your stand over the team because I think some things are bigger than. But they were uh, ready to walk off because I was like seeing. Of course, yeah. he has his national team. He's like Theo Hernandez is with him. Ali Giroud, like oh. they all play in the national team with him. And I think they were genuinely like ready to just fucking walk off the the pitch, right? Like if he yeah. if he had said we're not playing, I think that he would have had the whole team join him honestly it was just i think the big thing for me i'm like like what is the punishment now for udinese which is exactly what theo was saying after what Mane was saying he's like cool yes they did this thing but it's like what is the actual punishment there is no punishment i think that's the thing that they were like saying after the game they're like cool yeah they did announcement but like why aren't they being punished why isn't that stand being closed down like why is nothing happening essentially what they were saying afterwards which i think is a valid question this has been happening in Italy for a long time, almost like weekly, and Spain, and England too, but less so. And it's never going to stop because, like, what, what the worst you can do is just uh, ban the player from, uh, ban the uh, fan that's been caught from the stadium. Like, they don't give a shit. These people, like, they do this, they don't have anything going on in their lives. They're, like, the lowest form, like, to be, do do something so disgusting, you don't really have much going, you don't care about getting them from the stadium. Yeah. What you have to start doing is you have to start docking points and fo- making the uh, teams forfeit. And yeah, there'll still be people who are going to do that. But now your local Tifosi will beat the crap out of them every time because, yeah, you're going to lose points every time some idiots pull something like that. So you're basically kind of giving um, you know you're kind of delegating a responsibility to criminally charge someone but instead having kind of moving the justice to the streets which i think yeah. probably is a smart choice here yeah i agree yeah. with you even the one i was always saying i'm like cool that stand close that stand for one game maybe two games yeah. and then that doesn't work enough what you would suggest i just generally it's like i feel for them because you see mania afterwards you see the interview and theo and stuff like they're like what, what's the point of having this interview? They were basically, you could see they yeah. had just given up because they're like, we had the same conversation a week ago, two weeks ago. What's the point? So it just kind of, it really did fuck. And the sad thing is, it was actually a very good game. It was like one of the, like, yeah. Venezia was in it, Milan was in it, Juru, well, what can we say? He just, ageless, graceful, like, contributing. Okay, just, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, we hey, get I, it. We get it. You're a Juru <laughs> fan. We get it. He's uh, going to sign a one-day contract and retire in an Arsenal jersey. I would love that. It. He deserved that, I think. Um, <laughs> quickly, Man, uh, Man United didn't play, but there was a little bit of news that they stole City's uh, COO. I can't believe we're talking about a random football, te- uh, football team COO, but good sign for City, for United, that maybe things are beginning to get refreshed in the back. It, it came out of nowhere. It came out of, uh, like, there was a, a bunch of other names. There was Blanc, there was Dan Ashworth. There were some other CEOs that were in the, in the contention to be CEOs and directors of football. And this one was completely out of the blue. Uh, from what I hear, it, he was the one who was the head of, not only City, was head of City Group. So he helped build the whole City empire, let's say. The New York City FC, the whatever, Melbourne, Girona. Girona, the one that's top of the league in Spain, by the way, for a minute there. Um, yeah, it's a good sign. I believe he's going to be like, he's a very serious person, but there's a lot of people and a lot of fans who are questioning his motivations being like, oh, he knows that 115 charges are going to be dropping soon. He needs to find- <laughs> 
because uh, there's a reporter for City who came out and said there, it was expected that he's going to replace Tiki. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. The guy who was Maybe a Barcelona son. director. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was supposed to substitute him when he retires at City and he dropped ship. Either way, if it, even if it's um, he's escaping the 115 charges, which, by the way, they definitely are guilty for anyone who's concerned and is going like, oh, it's just a competitive league. Oh, 115 charges didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it's just oil money. We're just spending it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. the fact that they pushed it to fall, I was like, come on, guys. You, you're This is some bullshit, right? Like, really, yeah. Rich is good. Like, come on, just... Do something about this. Like, they obviously something sketchy is going on. Like, everybody knows yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. it's, it's a several uh, things, right? One, like, City probably hired all the best lawyers money can buy. Yeah. So they're With all the moral money, too. Yeah. And now, unlike Everton, they like they hold so much power as one of the, the probably the richest top six team that they can push their fame more and more. The difference it's between just them ridiculous. and Everton. The difference between them and Everton, Everton admitted that they were wrong. That's why they're getting fucked into oblivion by the FA because they're like, oh, yeah, we did it wrong. So the FA was like, oh, yeah, you did it wrong, you little bitch. Which which they asked. Like, they were working with the FA to make sure that they were complying. And then they were told they were complying, but they didn't get it reviewed. And then they got smacked, which makes no sense. What is the stupid thing about it is that they were working with them and they made a lot of mistakes from a financial perspective. So they were still signing players and they're saying, and they still let them have the signings. The FA did. So, like, you were there. Like, if you really cared, you could have not let them do the yeah, signing. It's because ridiculous. it was. It was based on the, the amount of players they're going to sell and they signed before they sold. And the FA could have stopped them and could have said, okay, we're not going to register those players until you sell. There's m- multiple ways they could have dealt with it. Pretty much like everything, everything got fucked because of their own mistake, but also the FA didn't do any help to them. Yeah. And what City is doing, City is saying that we didn't do anything wrong. Here's a bunch of paperwork <laughs> that we have Just hired the best lawyers. Them. Not guilty. That's what yeah. City is saying, yeah. essentially. And the second good thing about this, and I'm going to wrap it up here is just that it still shows that United has pool. You know, like even if yeah. it's not 115 charges, there are people who want to come to United and want to make it better. And yeah, they are going to be competing one way or another. Whether it's going to be good or no, we will see. But I think it's going to be better. Um, yeah, the that, thing that is, um, if you are at the city, you're never like as a kind of the president of operations. Like city is really well set up. Even without Guardiola, they'll be fine just because they have good operations going on. But you're never going to get recognition for that because you're just managing oil money. And whether yep. you're good or not, it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, you have billions of dollars, so you can do well. Yeah. It comes now to United, who has been struggling terribly for 10 years. Even though United has money, not as much, but like you can't say United has not spent money. If he comes there and does well and actually turns the fortunes around... There's gonna be a lot more recognition for him, so yeah. that's yeah, kind sure. of like a personal thing. Yeah, yeah. But, that, that's the uh, interesting part. Um, yeah. Quickly before we wrap up, can we talk about? I think Ronaldo has been Cristiano Ronaldo has been in the news a lot the last week, and so just for anyone who hasn't been listening, he's been getting giving interviews left, right, and center. He's been uh, shitting essentially on the league on saying like the Saudi league is better. He's been shitting on the awards. He's been Taking digs at Messi, obviously. He you saw him in person like pointing, oh, Haaland should have wanted instead of Messi. About it almost I'm like my 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 true feelings about this, like I love Ronaldo, obviously, but I'm like, dude, just age gracefully, just retire gracefully. It seems yeah. like he's beginning to get petty as he's yeah. essentially beginning to lose relevancy. 
am I crazy or does it really feel like he's beginning to be very petty? Dude, too bad there's no training for you, his insecurity because man, <laughs> like man has everything and yet he's so insecure because. Yes, we all know that Messi shouldn't have gotten that award. Who gives a shit? Like, right? It's, it's you're not gonna yeah, undo it now. But like, what? Why? What, it's you wouldn't get it, Ronaldo. So like, why are you talking about this? And we all know, like, the Saudi thing is just like, okay, maybe like everyone who was like, if they, anyone they took to Saudi Arabia and paid the most money, who who he is like the, the star. They would have paid him money to go and say this shit. So exactly. I don't think he really means it. I'm not going to say like, oh, it's it's obviously idiotic. Like, League One is much better than Saudi League. But other than that, yeah, dude, just like, he was talking about how he scored 52 goals and like everyone uh, broke Come on, bro. Like, yeah, 52. Like, what is this? Like, I scored 52 goals in my FIFA career mode. Should I <laughs> brag about that too? Like, get the fuck out of here, Ronaldo. Yeah. Just, yeah, you've accomplished a lot. You, you're like probably like top five world's best all-time players just like age yeah as you said age gracefully yeah i mean i i i, I get the sentiment of what he's saying because he was he was saying it on some awards where holland got the recognition that he should have gotten so i get why he's speaking up but there's ways about like he, it was from a petty it was from a it wasn't for the betterment of the of the of the game it was for the betterment of his own uh image like it was like a part. It was a direct dig at Messi, where you could still dig Messi, but then say that you know, like you shouldn't give this awards to to people uh, who perform in leagues or for 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 a certain period of time, and like our time has passed, we should move on. Holland should have gotten the award. There's ways you could go about it and say it what you want to say in a smart way, in a very convoluted way. Whereas when you openly go like, oh, Saudi league is better than the French league. No, bro, it, it's not. It's not better. <laughs> like, it's just not. Like, the fact yeah. that, like, it's more competitive than the Saudi league. I'm sorry, Saudi league starting off. It may potentially some, in some distant time, be better than the French league because the French league is obviously the bottom of the leagues in the European football. But come on. It's gonna be on. another Chinese Super League. I, I guarantee you, they're gonna get bored of it, and it's just gonna like whatever happened to Henderson is gonna happen to a lot of players. Because man, it's not easy to live in that. So, like, it's a completely different society, completely I, different um, rules. I I agree with you. Everything is gonna be like the Chinese Super League. I think that they're doing this because they have a World Cup bid that's gonna happen in twenty thirty six. So they want to establish something. They want to have some sort of concrete base built out stadiums that they can play in and then all the superstars are going to be gone probably by 2036 are going to be retiring in 2036 yeah. there once they have the world cup and after that they're just going to have an infrastructure of some sort of a league rather than the superstar league that's i think what they're trying to do but, but they it, they don't have a competition like no one else is bidding for the world cup yeah that's corruption yeah I mean, Australia pulled that because they're like, oh, obviously Saudi Arabia is going to get it. Why, why, <laughs> yeah. why waste the budget and do it when Saudi Arabia is getting it? Yeah. Like, it's a waste of money. It's fool's money. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, wait, quickly, just before we end, uh, I want to talk because I think you guys were chatting in, the, in our group chat. Um, most memorable football-related commercials. Do you guys have any that like stand out in your mind? Because to me, yeah, I'll tell you really quickly. For me, it's any of those early 2000s, sorry, mid-2000s. Pepsi commercials with Ronaldinho are like immediately big. That pops up in my mind until the day I die. That's those are the ones. Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho being Ronaldinho, Pepsi commercial is the one. 
one of my favorite Pepsi commercials like that is the the United versus Real Madrid one. Remember the Cowboys? Beckham Amazing. takes a penalty in the barber shop, and Roberto Carlos breaks the window. Because uh, yes, all of the all of the stars are there, and United versus one of the best. That like, pops up immediately. In my head. Fuck a Super Bowl ad! If you didn't know mid two thousands football ads, Super Bowl ads have nothing on them. Honestly, oh, Super Bowl is Super Bowl is it's a sport for the ads. Come on, yeah. like, enough, yeah. it's, Come it's on. the whole industry space. Yeah, uh, yeah. The ad take to the next level by Nike ad where it's from a first person view of someone who like gets brought by Arsenal. I think it, oh, they allure so that it's one person because like he plays for uh, Netherlands, but like that one was so good, man. Just uh, so memorable. Like, yeah. They, yeah. like it's it's one of those things. I'm like, I can remember the ads as well as I remember certain games from that era. Like, it, yeah. that's how good they were. They just like. They felt like they did an impression on us. I'm like, yo, there's a fucking Pepsi commercial that'll be stuck in my brain. Well done, Pepsi. Yeah, and I, I think they I captured. Don't remember, yeah, I don't remember yeah. any good ads for the last five, ten years. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I think they captured a good. Like, I think they captured the. the it's always a snapshot of the footballing world in that moment. Because there's also a commercial of when they were doing this. Uh, it was an octagon of where they were playing. It was Eric Cantona who had the microphone. Then there was also a commercial of pre-2002 World Cup when they play the Brazilian national team plays they, they're keeping the ball up in the stadium oh yeah remember that's a that good was one. an iconic one. one it's a, that one slaps and I yeah. think the last one that was the best I think the last one as Big Love said in the air and after they didn't have any good commercials I think the last one of that type is that commercial of when kids are playing outdoors and then they call out the names of the stars that yeah, they're gonna yeah, be yeah, yeah. and they turn into that's the yeah. last one. Oh, amazing oh that's such and an that, iconic one and that's the last one and then the, the, there's a recent one that I, I shared with you in the chat the bellingham one which is kind of something but it's, it's a nike not the commercial. same it's not, yeah it's, it's not, the, not same. the same it's just not but the they, same they should try and do it with you know with the Mbappes for the new generation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nobody will know what Ronaldo and Rivaldo and Ronaldinho do. And the oh, there was also but, another one. Which one was it? Uh, uh, there was a one when there was Beckham. It was a Pepsi commercial as well. Oh too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With a with a ball boy, and he gives him his shirt, and the guy shows him a Juventus jersey or whatever. <laughs> and he is uh, ah, so many good ones. So, so good, many so good. good. So, so good. I yeah. think uh, right now they don't make so many commercials where there's a bunch of famous players yeah, yeah. too expensive like, yeah the bellingham one is cool if you like bellingham but that's it yeah like, that, that's what's it, it's that's so individualistic point. yeah yeah that's yeah. a good point I, also I, surprisingly didn't like i remember so many commercials would never buy a pepsi i like the commercial i'm not gonna buy a pepsi because uh, it's of so it. funny <laughs> i had pepsi recently it's definitely different um I think uh, that's probably a good time to wrap up. Uh, don't buy a Pepsi is uh, the message, obviously, <laughs> that we're trying to speak. No, I'm kidding. Um, Chick-fil-A is... sponsor us. Where is that? That's a throwback. Come on, Big Love. <laughs> hey, we're, I don't know. We're... Maybe Pepsi can sponsor us and we'll change <laughs> yeah, our show. We're, we're, we're Pepsi, on a Sunday, so Chick-fil-A is not going to sponsor us. We're to sell out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Uh, wonderful. Uh, Thank you, boys. Have a good week, and we'll see you again next week. Yeah, see you again next week. Yeah. Peace.